Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, in this standalone episode, I'm going to talk about a model that I just came up with as a result of a conversation on Twitter called the Consumer Authentication Strength Maturity Model, CASMM, or CASM, which basically allows you to see where a user's internet hygiene currently is and how to improve it. And the impetus here comes from the fact that so many of us listening to this podcast probably help people with bad internet hygiene all the time, whether it's our friends or family or just people who ask us questions about security because they know we're in security, or we just happen to be interacting with someone in one of those groups and we find out they're just using horrible passwords, they're sharing them, they're not unique, they're quite guessable, they're not using 2FA in any of their important accounts, etc. So this is a visual which you can't see, of course, but you can go to the blog post to see the visual, that allows you to see where someone is on this scale and, most importantly, show someone else where they are on this scale. The bottom is level one. The top is level seven. So there's seven levels. And the levels go like so. One is shared passwords. Examples are Gmail, Wells Fargo, Netflix, whatever where you use the same password in multiple places across the internet. And next to that, I have a threat model, essentially, that says what this level is vulnerable to. And it's actually vulnerable to everything below it as well, but we'll just start with what this first level is vulnerable to. And for the first level shared passwords, we have credential stuffing, which is kind of like the easiest possible attack. It's easy to automate. It's easy to do across the internet, etc. So. This is the worst level, level one shared passwords. One level up from that, level two, is called unique passwords. Examples are dates of birth, teams, schools. Your passwords are unique, but they're too short, simple, or contain personal information. And what this makes you vulnerable to is live password guessing. So someone can actually go to a website that you use, log in with a username, if they know the username, an attempt to guess passwords. They might get locked out after a certain number, a small number, but if your password is date of birth based or it's a favorite team or a high school or something like that, they might just be able to get into your account without much effort. Next up from that level is quality passwords, level three. An example would be something like A0122 lowercase v capital O, lowercase s, dash, 11XM, whatever. Something randomly generated, uppercase, lowercase, and numbers, and special characters. So your passwords are not just unique, but they're long, random, and they include special characters. This level is still vulnerable to password dumps and cracking. So if 
the vendor that you're using, the website that you're using gets compromised and your password is stolen, either in clear text or in a hashed format, someone could potentially get access to that leak and crack the password. Next level up, level four, password manager. Examples, one password, last pass. In addition to having unique passwords, you also store them securely in an encrypted drive. And this leaves you vulnerable still to account reset and takeover, which is if someone still gets access to your password, even though you've done one through three, they could potentially log into an account, change the password, and essentially lock you out of your own system. All right, next level up from there, level five, SMS based 2FA. Example, really anything that sends you a text for authentication in addition to entering your password. So, in addition to quality passwords and a manager, you authenticate using a text sent to your mobile device. And this still leaves you vulnerable to SIM swapping attacks and anything that does SMS hijacking attacks. Next level up from there, level six, app-based 2FA. Examples, Google Authenticator, Authy. So in addition to quality passwords in a manager, you authenticate using an application that only you can access. This one leaves you vulnerable to social engineering that happens in a live format. So when someone convinces you that, you know, you must enter your password and you must use whatever 2FA that you have access to, well, you're, you're going to be able to use your own app-based 2FA. So that will still get them in. The other way you could have this compromised is if your mobile device itself is compromised at a significant level, which allows them to read the app-based code that comes to your device. And the final level, level seven, token-based 2FA. So in addition to quality passwords and a manager, you authenticate using a physical token that only you have. What this is still vulnerable to is the compromise of the token system itself. So if the vendor or the hardware, somehow the keys themselves are compromised in some sort of way, that would be really bad. And also live social engineering. Again, if someone can convince you through some sort of coercion or trick to force you to enter your password, using your 2FA, well, obviously you can use your own 2FA. Otherwise, it wouldn't be usable at all. It wouldn't be useful. So this is what's known as a rubber hose attack. If someone is threatening you and they say, hey, put this in, well, yeah, you're still going to be vulnerable to that. Now, in this visual, the way that I'm visibly highlighting these vulnerabilities, it actually gets more and more transparent as you go higher. So you're still vulnerable to things, but I didn't want people to think that since you're vulnerable still at each level, that the vulnerability is the same. So it's like a, a darker orange at the bottom and almost transparent orange at the top. Because while you're still vulnerable at level seven, it's much less vulnerability than at level one. So that is the model one through seven. Again, bottom to top, shared passwords then unique passwords, then quality passwords, then use of a password manager, 
then text-based or SMS-based 2FA, then app-based 2FA, and then token-based 2FA. And again, this is for consumer authentication. There are, of course, far more advanced authentication techniques that are based on, you know, additional biomarkers using additional factors within the confines of something you have, something you are, or something you know. You could do multiple things within there. You can also do things like where you are. Like there, there's lots of ways to add security to an authentication mechanism. And many systems out there do actually have this. But this is specifically for consumers. This is a tool for getting your family members or friends or associates to see where they are in this scale and to help them to improve at least one level, but hopefully more than that. So how to use the model? The idea here is for anyone in the security community or really any security savvy user to use this visual to help somebody with poor password hygiene. So you can, one, show them where they are, right? Simply ask them about their current behavior and show them where that ranks within the seven levels. And I think if you show them that they're at level one or two, the combination of seeing how low they are vertically on the scale combined with the obvious colors, um, because we're using, you know, reds at the bottom, you know, blues and greens at the top, you know, it might convey some measure of concern. And the other cool thing is, I mean, we're in kind of a gamer type society at this point, right? Everyone's trying to gamify or improve or get to the next level or whatever. So I think people like moving up rankings. So we should try to use that to our advantage. And that, that's what the scale tries to do. Second, you can not just show them where they are, but show them how to move, right? Show them the various ways that they can improve. And as we talked about in this one Twitter thread, keep in mind that you get the most benefit from moving from any level four and below to level five, right? So if you're just using pure passwords, you have kind of a clumped together group of risk because you don't have a second factor. Now, the first level of second factor is SMS. And as we've seen recently, and for many years before, SMS is flawed. It, it can be attacked. But it is absolutely still better than password by itself. You do still want to advise them to do the previous four steps. So if you get someone to do SMS-based 2FA, that's a big step coming from four or below. But you want to make sure that they don't jump from one to five, because you still want them to do the steps of creating good passwords and having them managed by a manager. And finally, the next big step comes from moving anything six or below to a seven. That is absolutely the best. And you probably shouldn't recommend that to people if they don't have a pretty serious threat model or recommend it to people on too many of their accounts, right? Maybe their banking, maybe their email, like super critical stuff, whatever that is for that given person. But you don't want to go through and secure like 30 different accounts with token-based authentication if they're coming from like level two, because they might seize too much friction and actually go backwards on it and it'll cause more harm than good. So, summary. One. Visual maturity models can sometimes help people with their desire to improve. Two, 
the higher security improvement one can get is moving from any level 4 and below to level 5, which is SMS-based 2FA. 3. The second best security improvement is moving from level 5 or 6 to level 7, which is token-based 2FA. And 4. Try not to skip steps, i.e. it's best to make the move to unique, quality passwords stored in a manager before you add 2FA. All right, so that's the model we put together just now. And thanks to Troy Hunt, Anton Shavakin, and Tim Dierks for spawning the idea for this in this Twitter thread. I basically saw the conversation happening and said, you know what? Everyone is talking about this constantly. Everyone in the security community is answering this question for tons of people over the course of a week or a month or a year or a career. So we might as well have something visual to uh, point to. So thanks to them for spawning that conversation, and uh, hopefully it's useful to you. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode, and here's your next podcast.